Next on BYU Sports Nation, 2019 is here. It's time to look into the crystal ball to see what's in store for Cougar sports. Will BYU basketball get to the 20-win mark this season? Steve Cleveland will join us as we discuss the possibilities. And what will BYU football's record be this season? We'll tell you. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play, and Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is great to have you. I can't believe it's 2019, man. January 2nd. And it is good to be here. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is still consuming the excess Martinelli's he didn't have at his New Year's party. So I'm teamed up with mo- one of the most resolute men I've ever known, Jason Shepard. I don't know if I want that. You don't I, want I, that? I don't know if I want that moniker, you know, that much pressure. Well, you are a BYU Tiger who is a university <laughs> champion. University champion, BYU Tigers. Yeah, we'll discuss the uh, university champion reference a little bit later, but... It's good to be here. 2019, yeah. man. A couple of days off, you know, Christmas break and New Year's break. And here we are. Hopefully, everyone's still sticking with their resolutions or not. Whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about sports. Here's what we've got today on the program. Steve Cleveland, former BYU coach, BYU TV sports analyst, joins us to discuss his expectations for BYU men's hoops. West Coast Conference begins tomorrow. Kind of reeling at 8-7. and seven. Certainly some issues. We'll discuss that with Coach Cleve. Why the 2019 schedule for BYU football is eerily similar to 2018. I'll share some of my findings. And your favorite former roommate of Larry Bird's, Jeff Judkins, is in the studio as his women's hoops team is 10-3 and 2-0 and in league play. That's in 40 minutes. But first, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's hoops begins West Coast Conference play tomorrow at Pacific. The Cougars are 8-7 and after non-conference play. Pacific is 10-5. and One of five teams that are 10-5. and And guess what? BYU and St. Mary's aren't in the top five there. Listen to the game on BYU Radio starting with pregame at 10 Eastern with Jason Shepard tomorrow night. Jimmer Fredette finishes with 34 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, and a steal in a 122-109 Shanghai Sharks loss to the Jutai Northeast Tigers. BYU Women's Hoops looks to extend a four-game win streak Thursday against Pepperdine in Provo on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. As mentioned, 10-3 and overall. 2-0 in league play. They're playing good ball. Absolutely. And the SB Nation college football S&P rankings are out. BYU finishes ranked 46th nationally. That is up from last year. After last year's season ended, BYU was number 101. 46th nationally at 7-6. and six. Pretty good. That's, that's really good. That takes into account all kinds of things. So there you go. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. 2019 is upon us, and with it, hope that the future will be better than the past. So, Jason, what's your regular season record prediction for BYU football in 2019? Look, I expect something similar to what we saw this year in terms of records. I think six or seven regular season wins is realistic with the hope of seven or eight with a bowl game. And, yes, the schedule is is similar but arguably tougher than last year, but the Cougars have more of those games at home. And I understand, I know there's people out there that are watching or listening saying, but BYU hasn't done great. BYU's home record is not where it wants to be, certainly. But I will always choose to play those tough games at home versus on the road. You've got Utah, USC, Washington, Boise State, all at home. Jason, that's the greatest home schedule BYU's ever had. 
Oh, without question. It is. Absolutely. It is. So, like I said, volume. so I, I fully expect similar six or seven regular season wins with a chance of seven or eight with a bowl game. BYU I th- will be in another bowl game. I, I, think, it's, I think that's kind of what you're looking at, at least a, as, a, as a minimum. January 2nd, I say 7-5. and five. Uh, I think that BYU is improved at the quarterback position. I think that uh, y- you would hope that it's only up from here for Zach Wilson, who had a tremendous first-half performance versus Utah, an amazing second-half performance uh, the whole game. He was 8-for-8 eight for, eight for 95 in the first, I guess, against Western Michigan. So 4-3 and three is the starter, growing, played the back half of the schedule that was significantly uh, easier than the first half, and now he can grow into 2019. But like you said, it's really hard, man. September is loaded. Yeah. You walk into the gym, you have no warm-up, and you put more than your max on the bar. That's what BYU football is being asked to do. Now it's in your home gym, though, which is nice. Uh, three of the four at home, like you said. What I, what I want to discuss is, is the next four that are being buried, I think, in the narrative here. Kind of the middle of the season. Yes, exactly the middle. At Toledo, no slouch, at South Florida, Boise State at home at Utah State. To me, that might actually be more important than the first four. Because the first four, you're not supposed to win the majority of those. But guess what? If BYU uh, goes 500 or 1-3 and three in those next four, they could be in trouble. Because to me, the goal is to go 3-5, and five, no less, 4-4 four and four, realistically, through the first eight. And then you play Liberty, Hugh Freeze, new head coach there. Idaho State at UMass. You're winning all three of those, so you need at least three wins, get bowl eligible. You're at San Diego State. Uh, you play in San Diego there in a, in a nice way to finish. So I go 7-5, and five, and this has everything to do with the schedule and not BYU. To me, you go kind of minus one and a half games uh, to what you, BYU used to do in the Mountain West, to what they do in Indy to kind of balance it. So if BYU wins seven this year, to me that's like eight and a half, you, you know, maybe not eight or nine wins in the old Mountain West. And if it eight is the new like ten. So if BYU wins eight with this schedule, I would go, that's like winning ten in the Mountain West. Look, this is the way I one of the things that I'm most excited about for next year's BYU football team is the opportunity to carry over the offense. That's the hope. To carry you have over the staff, you have to, the quarterback, yes, you have, you have the, the staff, backs, all, a yes, lot of the receivers. That's what I'm excited to see. Is that you know, obviously this year you had you had a, a, a pivot. That's kind of a word that's being used a lot. Is is you had a pivot when you you made a quarterback change. You know, before that you had a completely different system because you had a different offensive coordinator. Now you have the continuity in the coaching staff on the field for them, especially at the quarterback position to move into this upcoming season. So I think in terms of just from the offensive side of things heading, you, you like that aspect heading into, especially those first four games, which the majority three of the four are all at home. And the first game is the most important and could define the season. Yes. Hit it. Countdown to the youths. That's a long ways away, man. No, it's not. <laughs> It is. It is not. That number is going to be into the high 100 soon. Soon it's going to be into the 90s. Define soon, bro. It's going to be like two weeks from now, very soon. <laughs> That's like someone. Did you see the tweet where someone said, wow, I can't believe it. The year 3000 is in 81 years. <laughs> so random. I was making rounds. I was like, 81 years. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know the best part of the new year, besides obviously seeing friends at the gym that you haven't seen since last January? <laughs> Uh, is being able to look ahead. What's the gym? <laughs> Who's Jim? It is fun. Like, you see, like, you know what? 
these people you've never seen before at the gym. You see them on like the first couple of days of January, and then like, you, hi, you're like, my name is like this is gonna be my best friend, and then you don't see him again for another year. It's like I saw, I remember you from last January. Yeah, you're the regular gym. I love it. <laughs> so, so it's the ability to be able to look ahead and envision what could be possible. Yes. So, in the case of BYU sports, let's take a page from, I believe, a show you know very, very well. Countdown to kickoff on I, BYU I, TV. I do. I do. Yeah, you, I watch that show a you, lot. You yeah. produce that show. Yeah. What is your BYU sports bold prediction mm. for 2019? Okay, hear me out. It's not enough just to beat Utah, which is my first bold prediction. I don't know that that's that bold. It is. You know, they've lost eight in a row and blah, blah, blah. It's at home, and Zach Wilson has changed the narrative, okay? BYU will beat Utah and Boise State in football. It's going to happen. Those streaks are going to end, okay? Uh, BYU's going to beat Utah. It's going to define the season. Unfortunately, we're to that point where... If BYU beats Utah, it's like, I just don't want to. thing, I, man. No, I do not want to get That's to what that it point. Is, I don't want it though. It's I, there. I don't want to admit that. I, I'm not. I'm not. You I refuse. won't admit that I it's refuse. there. I refuse. Eight no, in a row. I will not give them that satisfaction. I will Nine not. years. Will not. No, I will not do it. It's actually been ten. Now that it's 2019, it's been ten years. Okay, so that's the, that's it. BYU will beat Utah and Boise State in football. You're going with both. Yeah, I'm going to one up you. Classic. Here we go. BYU will beat Utah in both football and basketball next year. Oh, come year. on. Beating Utah in basketball is not even hard. Did you watch that game this year? I did watch that game. Yoli's that wasn't it's even, play, it's it play wasn't of even the difficult. Year. Yoli's dunk over the Utes is play of the year. Yes. But here's the deal. Yes, it is. That is my bold prediction. The streak will end in football, mm-hmm. and BYU will then continue the streak against basketball. BYU in the two biggest revenue sports will beat Utah in both. I, I gave uh, Spencer some stamps for Christmas because he was mailing it in. I might need to consider you next year as well. <laughs> BYU men's basketball bold prediction is eight not in hoops is eight and seven after the fifteen game non conference slate. Now the Cougars begin conference play tomorrow night. Sixteen games left in the regular season. Remember this year the West Coast Conference said uh, we're going to play two more non con games, two fewer conference games. So instead of eighteen and sixteen now, okay. Uh, each of Dave Rose's first 13 seasons yielded a 20-win team. Really impressive. In fact, that's top five in the country, consecutive 20-win seasons. Jason, at 8-7, and seven, with 16 to go, plus one in Vegas at least, will BYU Hoops reach the 20-win mark this season? Yes, BYU will reach at least 20 wins this year. Right now, as you mentioned, Cougars game above 500, 8-7. For the sake of argument, let's just, yeah. let's just say, minimum, okay, BYU goes 500 in West Coast Conference play. That would be so bad. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yes. I'm just saying. Yes. That would minimum, be terrible. Minimum they go 500. That's 8-8. Eight and eight. That means that BYU is at 16 wins and, and heading to Las Vegas, okay? Yeah. Minimum so, one game. Yes. Minimum three. I, I would certainly expect a win or two in the WCC tournament. That would get you to 18. Again, minimum. And then at least that, a win or two in whatever postseason BYU goes to. At that point, it's CBI or CIT. But I'm just saying. In the scenario you're presenting. I'm I'm just saying. That gives you 20 wins, and that's with BYU doing the minimum of 500 in conference play. I think BYU and expect BYU to be better than a 500 team in the WCC. So that certainly improves on those numbers. Yes, I believe BYU will once again hit at least the 20-win Threshold. I would love that because twenty wins is you're you're a good team. Absolutely. Uh, in college football, to me, that number's eight. 
you're a good team if you win eight games. If you go 10-plus, now you're probably ranked if you're uh, Power 5 or close to it, right? 8-7 and seven right now, 12 more wins needed. I don't see BYU going 12-4 and four in league play. What if it's 10-6? and six? Then you need two more wins, a quarterfinal win, maybe a postseason win. I think the real issue here might not be 20 wins. It might be not making the NIT. Right now, this team, the way they're playing and headed, will not make the NIT or win 20 games. But... There's a lot of ball to be played. In fact, more than half. One game over that. Right. And it starts tomorrow night at Pacific. We'll break it down with Steve Cleveland in a few minutes in the next segment. Uh, the, yeah, red alert for this, blue alert for this BYU basketball team. They need to make some real changes defensively. But I'm with you. I think they'll get to 20. I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. Because guess what? In the last 13 years, BYU has. And Dave Rose has figured it out. Perhaps this is the one year that they don't. I don't know. Um, and, and if that's the one time in 14 years that happens... Cry me a river, because guess what? 13 years of that is pretty awesome. And don't be quick to to want to can anybody because it's not going one way. I call that the Bronco Mendenhall principle. Hey, you know what? Maybe eight wins is all we're doing, Indy. Let's get somebody else. And then four and nine happens two years later. Like, don't be quick to think that the grass is greener. Just change your angle on that, and maybe it's a little greener than you thought where you are. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think BYU can climb out of this, figure it out, get to 20, and then uh, have a successful season. I would love for BYU to be able to get to the NIT and kind of maintain that streak of NCA or NIT the last 14 years it would be. That would yeah, be great. Th- this, this is a team that, especially now, and I understand this is a two-way street. It goes both ways. But this, now you're getting into a, a much more familiar type situation in terms of the teams that you're facing. You have a history. There's some continuity. Yes, there's continuity. I, Although these teams are m- much improved, so perhaps we're not used to that version of these that teams. Is, that is true. I, I just, I fully expect BYU to get to at least 20 wins. Let's hope. Question of the day, what is your 2019 BYU Sports New Year's resolution? Let's get to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At SABYU fan, go to the Tennessee game. It's their New Year's resolution. You weren't going to, but now you are. But now you're like, you know what? I wasn't going to do that. Now now I'm I'm going to go. I'm in. Knoxville, here I come. After 18 for 18, you're in. At uh, Tal Magalo, 15 on Twitter. I'm going to watch every BYU team play in the national championship in 2019. Okay, then. Uh, Wayne using hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'll take one national champion. I really will. I'll take one. Yeah, I'll just... Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take one. Yeah. I, I'm not picking. You're not going to be greedy here. I'm a greedy person, but right here, you I'm not going to be greedy. You are a greedy person. Yeah. All I want is a national title. All you want is everything. Coming up, how are BYU football's 2019 challenges similar to what the Cougars faced in 2018? We'll tell you. And next, Cougar Hoops is looking to right the ship as conference play begins tomorrow. Steve Cleveland discusses the defense. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU basketball begins West Coast Conference play tomorrow night at Pacific. Listen to the game on BYU Radio. I'll have pregame for you at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Tip off with Greg Rubel is at 11 Eastern. The game will also be televised on ESPNU. 
That is a big game considering how yes. non-conference play has gone. We'll break it down with Steve Cleveland in just a moment. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You can watch the show live or uh, get it on demand. Download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, what's your 2019 BYU Sports New Year's resolution? At Gazzy Bryan on Instagram. Keep up the athletic excellence and beat Utah in football. Go Cougars. Yeah, that would be a big one. Jared Havens on Facebook. Beat Utah. So, uh, yeah, my bold prediction is that BYU will beat Utah and Boise State, man. Let's go, baby. I'm doubling down. I'm going football and basketball. It's happening. It's not hard in basketball to beat Utah. Now joining us on the Desert First Credit Union hotline. Maybe just, he agrees. Just, I don't just know. missing it. Steve Cleveland now joins us to talk BYU hoops. Uh, Steve, we heard you were at the gym this morning, so congratulations on, uh, on that. Was that a resolution, or are you just awesome? That's always a resolution. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. I... I had a little back surgery several months ago, so I'm kind of committed there so that I can walk and feel okay and, and run and not be too weary. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. But that is a resolution, absolutely. So are you a New Year's resolution guy? Have you set something for 2019 for yourself? You know what? I'm, I'm pretty goal-oriented, whether it's the first of the year or during the year. You know, I mean, there's things that I, whether it's from our physical self or my emotional self or something at work, you know, whatever the circumstances are, uh, I've, I'm always kind of setting and resetting new goals and trying to be a little bit better. And, uh, you know, it's kind of just what I've always done. Unfortunately, we fail more than we succeed sometimes. So you just got to get back up and keep trying again. But I, I love setting goals. And that is a great segue into our next conversation, which is about BYU men's basketball. Eight and seven right now. The Cougars started strong, but have kind of faded here near the end of non-conference play. West Coast conference play begins tomorrow, kind of a new season, if you will. But, What's your assessment of how BYU has played through non-conference play so far? You know, when I, I watch the games and I think back and I'm thinking to myself, this team could easily be 11 and four, and we're probably having a you know there's a, a, a different narrative about who they are and what they're doing. So I think the things that are, are most obvious, and I think they've been talked about. I think number one, uh, they've really struggled with the three-point line. A team that has three-point shooters and many of them uncontested shots and. And so that's a little bit problematic because this team does not have a, a great deal of size. And, and they, they have the ability to spread teams out and move the ball. They're a very unselfish team. But their three-point shooting has been uh, not, not up to the expectations, I'm sure, of this coaching staff and this program overall. Second thing is the inability to, to be able to contain the dribble, and which turns into obviously open threes, uh, allows teams to get passes at the rim, I just think defensively there has to be an improved resolve here. I'm sure they would, you know, there's not a lot of things you can do except watch film and, and you're in the midst of playing two games. They've been playing sometimes three games in a week. But this team collectively, uh, as a player-led team, especially has to get down and just say, we got to get stops. Uh, Pacific, we'll talk probably Pacific and St. Mary's in a minute, but in conference play it becomes more half-court oriented. I mean, There'll be opportunities to run and play at a great pace. But at the end of the day, this time of the year, these two months, it's grinded out and get stops and win close games on the road. And they, they have an opportunity here to play six games, Pacific, St. Mary's, Portland, Santa Clara, Pepperdine, USF at home, and then St. Mary's again. And those are a lot of winnable games. Those, those teams don't look like Mississippi State, okay? Though that that these aren't this isn't the athleticism of UNLV or San Diego State uh, or Nevada, uh, so they they've got a, a schedule in front of them that would allow them. 
to turn this thing around pretty quickly if they'll defend. Coach, when you look at, at a season as a whole or sometimes even individual games, based off of the personnel and what we know of these teams, you kind of go in with you think you have a, a pretty good idea of how things are going to play out. What has been unexpected about this team in your opinion so far? Uh, I think the one thing is, is just their ability to shoot the perimeter three. Uh, that, that, I did not see that happening. I thought this was going to be a really, really good three-point shooting team. Uh, I, I love the chemistry of this team, and, and uh, I, I think the other thing at times that the energy has not been there. And uh, I think to be great defensively, uh, you have to have energy. You have to be able to sustain it. They have depth. They've played a number of guys, but I just see too many too often. In, in, just in the Mississippi State game, there were transition baskets after makes where people were wide open for threes or even layups at, or dunks at the rim. I just think the intensity level, the sustained intensity level, I expected that to be better. And I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that they haven't been able to sustain that and show that. And obviously they played a difficult schedule. This is a much more difficult schedule than they've played in any year they've been in the WCC. This just unfortunately happens to be the very first year in the WCC that there's more than just two or three teams that could possibly beat you. Steve Cleveland is on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline talking BYU men's hoops. Conference play begins tomorrow. Steve, we were discussing this. Dave has this uh, immaculate record of 20-plus wins in all 13 seasons, which is incredible, made the NIT or the NCAA tournament. Do you think BYU is in danger of missing out on 20 wins or even the NIT this year? You know, I, I don't. Uh, I, I think 20 games is very doable. Well, first of all, it, it, I, you know, the NIT is a different thing that we could talk about, but I, I think the schedule, the conference schedule, is going to be more difficult, especially on the road, playing at San Francisco, playing at Pacific, you know, playing at places that you know typically, you know, you, you, could, you could get wins. Uh, but I, I do believe they can win 20 games, and, and I'll tell you why. Because if for some reason they don't get to the NIT, they'll probably go to the CBI or the CIT, and you may be looking at three or four wins at the end of the year. So. I wouldn't focus so much on 20 wins. What Dave's done over the past 12, 13, 14 years is incredible in the success that he's had. I don't think he's thinking about 20 wins. He's thinking about how we're going to beat UOP. But I do believe that they'll get to 20 wins, whether it happens during conference play or some postseason tournament. But I think that'll get there. I think more importantly is how do we go on the road right now and turn their whole season around and beat UOP and St. Mary's on the road? And, and UOP has improved. You know, they – Towns is back. Trip is back. Uh, you got a freshman point guard that had 23 the other night against UCI. Sani, uh, Gallinat, Dorsey. They, they've got some other pieces, but it's a really guard-oriented team. There's not great size. Nobody's going to protect at the rim. It's not. It's not a dominant rebounding team, but it is a team you're going to have to stay in front of. Uh, so I think that, and then, and then go, obviously going to St. Mary's, a team that's nine and six. They played a much better schedule, but goodness gracious. They lost five of the top six scores, and and even though they're, they're having success and they've won, they beat Bucknell and UNM. Uh, it's still a much more winnable game at St. Mary's than it's ever been. How much can the fact that you know you go into conference play and everyone says, okay, well now what you did in non-conference, it's certainly there, but now it's a fresh start. Now you get an opportunity to to start over to a certain extent. How much do you think that can benefit a team having that type of mindset that's all right, the, the, the slate is clean, we're going into a new season. How much do you think that could benefit BYU uh, as they're trying to snap the three-game losing streak? Uh, I, I think that you're, you're looking at 
at that as is your goal. It is a fresh start. That's what everybody's looking at. They've had tons. They've watched tons of film. They've been together as a team. They've lost some games that they should have and probably could have won, but they didn't. And now there's a resolve. I cannot believe that this team isn't going to be extremely motivated. And 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 one that this program does have expectations, and they every one of those players knows that. They, they play in front of 18, 19,000 people. They understand the culture they're in and, and what you know, the resolve should be for a team like this. And I think there were pretty high expectations for this team down the road. And I think that they're going to be determined. I think they're going to be focused. I think that they're going to defend better. I mean, those are what things I would expect. You have a fresh start, opportunity to put new wrinkles in, uh, some new defensive sets, new out-of-bounds plays, things that you can do to maybe get a basket here or there. But uh, I, I know Coach Rhodes, I know the staff, and I, I know that this has probably been difficult, but I also know that they've been doing it long enough and know that this is still a conference that is very different than a lot of those preseason games they played and where they were very competitive and had chances to win. They just got to win one. You know, you go to UOP and you beat UOP or UOP, that just increased your chances to win at St. Mary's. And even though it's hard to, to play at both of those places, it's still there's an opportunity there for both of these teams, but they are going to have to shore up some of the deals and details and have a little more attention to detail at the defensive end. We're talking with Steve Cleveland on BYU Sports Nation. Gonzaga seventh in the country, thirteen and two. LMU twelve and two. San Francisco twelve and two, and in Lenardi's bracket as an eleven seed, by the way. San Diego eleven and four. Pacific ten and five. What do you think of the West Coast Conference this year, and will BYU finish in the top three given how good the league is this year? Well, I really like this team, and I've seen a number of these teams play. And uh, you go to go to these teams, and you you know LMU twelve and two. It's uh, it's not it's not a great twelve and two. Uh, you, you look at their schedule, but everybody else, San Francisco's for real, and they're well coached, very well disciplined, and and USD. We know how good they are, and uh, coming back off a really good year last year. And uh, had a great win with beating San Diego State, beat Drake. They, they've had some good wins. And Pacific hasn't had a lot of great wins, but they did, they did beat Boise. A lot of the people that Pacific has beaten have been down a little bit. But the fact is, you, you look at St. Mary's, and they're 43 in Ken Palm. San Francisco is 44 in Ken Palm. I mean, it, it's, these teams are ranked nationally in terms of where the experts see them. And so you're right. Uh, it is a much better schedule. And uh, it's, it's a place that you can't take any game for granted at home or on the road. So I think we've been waiting for this, though. I mean, this has been the problem with the WCC, where you couldn't get a second bid. I mean, the fact that they're talking about two bids from this league in uh, the 1st of January, that's a really positive thing for the conference and a positive thing for BYU as well. But BYU has a lot of work to do to get back to that point. But they, they have a lot of season left, and they can turn this thing around and find themselves in the postseason. Yesterday, Coach Rose, uh, talking to the media, was discussing, it was brought up by talking about how well Yoli and TJ have been playing and that they've been the, the consistent scorers and guys kind of shouldering the, the bulk of the load. But he, he also mentioned that we, we also can't keep asking them to be the only two guys, that there needs to be uh, you know, contributions from others. Who do you think is in the best position or prime to be that next guy, whether it's the next guy or next guys? Well, I, mean, I think you have to include Jashir a little bit in that group that's been pretty solid. Uh, 
he, he's done a lot of good things, averaging 11 a game. But, you know, the, the one thing that became very obvious at Mississippi State is when, when you go really small with your guards, it's hard to rebound out of it. They posting you up. It's difficult sometimes. But I, I think right now, I mean, the expectation should be that Celius should be the one that, you know, he had a good night the other night. Maybe he can build on that. He had 13 and 5. But he's a guy that's played a lot of basketball in this program. And uh, they need him to step up and knock shots down. He's not a great defender. He loses his man in transition at times. Cannon is kind of is an intense guy, but again, you know, he's six one, and uh, it's hard for him to have a presence defensively. I think if you look at this, I love Harding, and I don't want to throw too many expectations on him, but he's a guy that during conference play could have an impact. And I still believe that Nick Emery can have an impact. I, I know it's been hard to transition just being out for a year, but Nick's played in all these gyms. He, he, he's, he's been in every one of these facilities, and I, I would look, for me, for Harding and Nick Emery to be the two that uh, I, I would trust and think they could get this done, and, and hopefully Celius can be more consistent. I did love Worthington's effort. I love the fact that he got in the game and he competed and he can play in the half court, and I think Worthington will play more. I don't think Baxter's ready to play. I mean, he played 16 minutes the other night, got one rebound. And, and it's not, that's not a knock on him. He's, he's young. He's off a mission. He's, he's certainly athletic, but you need a lot more than that to be successful at this level than just being athletic. It's taking some time, and we uh, look forward to tomorrow, BYU at Pacific, uh, pregame at 10 Eastern on BYU Radio. Steve, great breakdown. We appreciate it, and Happy New Year's. Hey, happy new year to you guys. Thanks. We'll see you in the gym. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. In Ken Palm, BYU is fourth in the West Coast Conference, by the way. So you look at the records, not all records created equal, but of note, the fact that BYU has two, or the league has two teams in Lenardi's bracket, and that uh, there are five teams in the top 90 in Ken Palm, which is notable. Steve's right. He brings up a great point. We've been waiting for this. Yeah. What we weren't waiting for was for BYU to go 8-7 and seven in non-con. We thought that BYU would be elevated by that and f- when, in fact, we're hoping that BYU is going to do that in league play. Well, and you, you probably are hoping that maybe BYU gets these first two games at home. But now, I mean, you're in the middle of five, you've, you're in the middle of five straight games away from yeah. Provo. At Pacific, where you lost last year. At, at St. Mary's, a place that's been really yep. tough, obviously. Yep. But uh, Steve feels like uh, St. Mary's is a winnable, m- more winnable than it's ever been, he said. Wow. Coming up, his team is 2-0 in conference play. What is the BYU women's hoops team doing right? Jeff Judkins will join us and tell us. They're well coached, it looks like. (laughs) And we'll show you why the 2019 BYU football schedule is eerily similar to 2018. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU women's basketball returns home to host Pepperdine tomorrow night at the Marriott Center. The Cougars currently 2-0, two wins on the road. You can watch on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Shayla Gonzalez is averaging 17 a game. The she is the from real deal. The real deal, and uh, she's the fifth highest scoring freshman in the country. So check that Speaking out. Speaking of the real right. deal, where's the, uh, where's the pickle? Did the pickle, is it gone? Did it not make the cut? Apparently I not. I don't know. This is, apparently this is the varsity here. <laughs> Someone said, hey, I got some more crap for you set. And I was like, no, we're good. <laughs> no, we have lots of great things here. I love it. Welcome back, Jeremy and Jason on BYU Sports Nation in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Let's get to today's headlines. BYU Men's Hoops begins West Coast Conference play tomorrow at Pacific. Cougars 8-7 and seven after non-conference play. Pacific 10-5. and five. Listen to the game on BYU Radio starting with pregame with your boy, 
Jason, I'm always at the Jim Shepard at 10 Eastern tomorrow. <laughs> Wasn't there this morning. What? It's, you got to have a rest later. day. you got to have a rest day. Oh, wow. You're uh, Jim Seven. <laughs> exactly. Jimmer Fredette finished with 34 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, and 1 steal, and a 122-109 to 109 Shanghai Sharks loss to the Jutai Northeast Tigers. BYU Women's Hoops looks to extend a four-game win streak Thursday against Pepperdine, as mentioned. On BYU TV, 9 Eastern Cougars 10-3 and overall. 2-0 in league play. We'll talk to Jeff Judkins next time. In fact, he's actually in studio. He's watching us yeah, right now. Yeah, this is kind of awkward. I can see him. He's like looking, Man, he's like they're staring through our souls right now. Coached really well. Everything's <laughs> going great. The SB Nation college football S&P rankings are out. BYU finishes ranked 46th nationally. Just to give you an idea where that is compared to where they ended last year, Cougars ended last season at 101. Significant jump. It doesn't necessarily feel like it. You know, 4-9 to 7-6, and six, but uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. All right, time to discuss the 2019 BYU football schedule. 2018 was certainly challenging, and if you watch this program, you know that I think it's just too tough. Well, 2019 uh, is interesting as well. So let, now that the dust has settled, 2018, let's discuss how it, how it kind of turned out because all the teams that BYU played finished their seasons by the end of yesterday um, with Washington in the Rose Bowl there. So, okay, the, uh, the average win percentage – was 57.3% of all the teams, right? Teams that BYU so above, above 500. Yes. Average record, 7.5 to 5.6. So that's not that impressive, right? But let's, let's break it down a little more. Teams that BYU played that finished with 10 or more wins. Three, Washington, Utah State, and Boise State. BYU went 0-3 in those games. It's tough to beat those teams, right? Power five teams with a winning record. Four of the five. In fact, Wisconsin was BYU's first win against a Power 5 team uh, on the road, or maybe it's straight up, since that finished with a winning record since 97, Arizona State. So what does that tell you? If you play a, a decent Power 5 team, the chances are you lose. That's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Um, so, yeah, schedule more of those. No, schedule fewer of those. BYU's record versus Power 5 teams, two and three. Two and three. So in the gauntlet, you got two. I think, I think we were hoping for two. You're hoping that, for I think that was on par with what, what yes, we you're hoping, hoping for. for. You're, you're, well, you probably are maybe hoping, hoping for I was hoping for th- five. Probably hoping for three. <laughs> but, but you could certainly see realistically getting two. Yeah, yes. Uh, and BYU should have had three with Utah. Ugh. Okay, BYU wins versus te- – yeah, let's just ignore it because it's inconvenient. BYU <laughs> wins versus teams with a winning record. That matters, right? Three, Wisconsin, Hawaii, and Western Michigan. So you need more of those. BYU losses versus teams with a losing record, zero. So beat the teams you're supposed to beat, basically. Okay, um, So that's all nice, right? A bunch of numbers, whatever. 2019 brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This is out of FBS opponents, by the way. All that info. Who cares about this? BYU's 2019 FBS opponents won 57% of their games this season. The exact same number as 2018. So you can expect the exact same so thing. So expect seven and six. Uh, maybe. Who knows? BYU's also playing three teams that won ten or more games. BYU's playing four Power 5 teams, so down one. So it is a very similar schedule. The major difference is that three of the first four are at home against Power 5 teams. Yes. So can you win two? Can you win two of those games is the question. Having three of the four at home to yes. start things out is Huge. I think BYU's got a legit shot to start like the best, uh, obviously, 2-0. and 
you can you can get Utah. You've shown that you can hang there. Yes, with the backup quarterback and running back. They're going to beat back. them this year. Yes, it's um, happening at Tennessee. Who's vulnerable? New OC, right? You go there. The, then USC and Washington. Those are tough. Okay, so we'll see. But 2019 eerily similar to 2018. Average record seven point four to five point five. It's like very very similar. So let's hope BYU can have a different result and go uh, north of seven. Coming up, the NFL postseason begins this weekend. How many former Cougars are in the playoffs? And three of them scored touchdowns on the weekend. That was awesome. And Jeff Judkins has his team rolling, led by one of the top freshmen in the country, the former Celtic Jazzman Piston and Blazer joins us. This is BYU Sportsman. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU basketball beginning West Coast Conference play tomorrow night on the road at Pacific. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio. I will have pregame coverage at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Tip-off will be at 11 Eastern. Game can also be seen on ESPNU. It's the University of the Pacific. Of the Pacific, yes. The ocean, that is, right? And I never say that. You should tomorrow. Uh, like you just did on uh, the TV University of the, the Champions. There's no Atlantic University, is there? <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. This is our question of the day. What is your 2019 BYU Sports New Year's resolution at BJC 1213 on the Graham? Play better defense in the second half against Washington, unlike my Ohio State Buckeyes did yesterday. Uh, you still won. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't stress. No one too wants much. to hear about the pains of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, boo hoo! Thirteen and one. <laughs> what a hard year. Uh, Jeff Judkins is in the studio. His team's ten and three. They are crushing it. Two and zero oh in league play. Welcome back to uh, Studio B and congratulations on the two and zero oh start in league play. Well, thanks. It's yeah. uh, it's nice to be able to start your two games on the road and in the league and be able to play and win those games. Uh, both Santa Clara and San Francisco are. They're a scary team because one of them zones and the other one pressures, and we haven't swept that trip for a while, so it's really nice that we came out and be able to do it. One of the things that we wanted to make sure we talked to you about, and you and I have talked about her quite a bit. We were talking about before the, the segment began. It's the play of Shaylee Gonzalez. She's fifth nationally in points per game among all freshmen. You've talked to me about how she could be one of the greats to play here. Why do you think her learning curve has been so quick? Well, first of all, she's played for a great coach, and that's her mom. Uh, her <laughs> nice. mom. Her mom was a great player herself, and I think her mom pushed her and made her do things that maybe were uncomfortable. And she's been on a good teams, and she's been um, with good players, and she's played, a, she's played a lot of basketball, and things have come naturally to her, but she's worked very, very hard. She's, she's a gym rat. She studies the game. She practices. She's she's one of those players that just gives it her all. And, uh, you know, she seems to play better in big games, you know, games or we need to get a basket. She seems to relish that. And um, that, you know, there's few people that have that trait, you know, and hopefully she can maintain that and keep that up. Uh, she's going to get more people looking at her to do that, probably the opposing team. And so – but she's very unselfish, and, you know, um, you guys kind of mentioned, hey, you got to get her more shots so she can, you know, she has a green light to do what she wants, but she's a team player, and she wants to get her teammates involved. Does she have the Jeff Judkins yeah, it's the green Jud- light? Yeah, Judkins shade like, does of she, green. Does she have the green light like you had the green light? I never had the green light. <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, I do in Wartball, but I don't, you know, but... Um, <laughs> 
You know, I, I think Shaylee knows what she's capable of doing, and she ha- she can she can do what she needs to do to help this team win. If she doesn't, she hears from it from me. You know, I'll say, hey, that's not that's not a good play. It's not what you need to be doing. I doubt you say it like that, though. I don't say it quietly that nice, but <laughs> um, but you know, she. I'll tell you the thing I love about Shaylee is is she's she's very coachable. You know, when you have success, sometimes you start thinking you're all that. But she is willing to learn and listen and try to get better. And she really she cares about winning. That's that's what her main thing is. Talking to Jeff Judkins, women's basketball coach on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you play uh, Pepperdine uh, coming up here at home on BYU TV. LMU as well on BYU TV Thursday, Saturday. What will be the key to getting to 4-0 in league play? Well, Pepperdine is a very scary team because they have one of the most offensive best players in the league. She scored 49 points in a game this year. So um, is it 47 or 49 against Sac State? And so it's kind of scary with that. Plus Pepperdine comes in playing very well over the weekend. They beat Portland. And they, the Gonzaga score is really not what what really happened. Gonzaga blew them out the last quarter. Um, so that's a scary game. LMU has beaten Arizona and UCLA has done very well in preseason, and they just kind of went through a small spurt where they lost some games. But they're a scary team. They have uh, a really good player in green who was an all-conference player last year, and she causes a lot of problems. So, And we don't have a lot of time to prepare. You know, it's not like we can go in there and do all this stuff. We have to do some adjustments to both these guys, and hopefully we can be able to come on top. It would be a big plus for us to be able to get both of these games. Uh, Shaylee Gonzalez, Brenda Chase, Paisley Johnson playing a lot of minutes. In fact, those three are three in the top five of the most minutes played in the league. How do you balance that knowing that you need the production but also needing to get production from the bench and and kind of, you know, playing that? Jason, has a great question because a lot of people look at that and they question why they're playing so many minutes. I'm going to tell you right now, first of all, those three are in the best shape of anybody in our team. You know, I'll pull them out if they're tired. They're not tired. Timeouts, foul shots, whatever it is, they're in, in incredible shape. So, I, you know, if they're not tired, why why not play them? I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I love to get a bench. And Maria has come in and played for those three. And Maria has been very, very solid because she comes in and executes and does what we need her to do, and she's had some experience starting and all those things. So I really have that four-man rotation. I'd like to get one more guard in it. I know Ashley Beckstrand is is really trying to get better at things that she's trying to do. And, you know, Caitlin came in and started a couple of games for me early. Uh, those two are kind of getting the mix of maybe they'll get some get some time, but – I see that stat, and I'm going, do I need to be careful with it? But I look at it, and I'm going, they don't get tired. I mean, they they have a lot of energy. I mean, they wanted to practice New Year's Day. I mean, they wanted to. They played 38 minutes the game before. That's the kind of players they are. So um, hopefully we can do a little bit better of trying to spread it out a little bit. But um, right now it's, it's working. It's so, working. So stay with it. <laughs> did you practice New Year's Day? We did. We did. They wanted to, you know. I, I kinda, were you going to not practice? And, I really thought about to? not because I thought of the travel and everything. And but... you wanted to watch the Rose Bowl, right? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. But uh, 
No, but I, I just I, – they wanted to do it because I think they all feel like that they want to continue to get better. And it wasn't like a big, long practice, but they, they practice, you know, like your Iverson practice, practice, you know. I mean, they practice. Not so. a game. Not a game. Yeah, yeah. so um, I think that's, that's the kind of team we have. Like, we have a very close team right now, and they, they're, they really are pulling for each other. Talking to Jeff Judkins on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we just talked about the men's basketball team at length and kind of defensively the adjustments they need to make. What's the key as a coach to getting your team to play the best defense they can on ball and then, of course, help defense? Well, I, I think one thing is, is preparation and how you have time to work on the things that you want to do. Um, I'll tell you right now, it's very hard, hard during the holidays. People don't realize it. it, it, it okay. First of all, our, our finals – are the week later. So everybody's finals is the week ahead of ours. They never want to play, so you can't play anybody, so you got to sit out. So, okay, then our week, our finals come. Everybody wants to play, but we have finals, and then we don't, we try to let our athletes study for finals. You know, we don't practice as long. So now you've gone two weeks, and I think that affects your team defensively where you can't work on things that you want to do. And, and then you don't have enough time to, to prep, because you're playing all these games back-to-back quickly, and then that, that hurts. Like with us, we're playing four games in seven days. Now, what did I do? I scheduled preseason five games in nine days for this stretch. That's what I did it for, is that it can prepare us and things that we needed to tweak a little bit, we can tweak. And that's, that's why we did it. Well, we look forward to the BYU Pepperdine game tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Jeff, we always appreciate the time. Yeah, let's get some fans out of this game. and gives Absolutely. Let's get, get us some energy for Show us. up in the Marriott Center tomorrow night. Uh, it's a sort of doubleheader in that the uh, men are on the road two hours later, so you can go watch the women. Yeah. You can listen or watch t- uh, the men as well. That'd be great. Awesome. Thanks, Thank okay, you, Thanks, guys. Jeff. Appreciate it. Coming up, Fred Warner finishes his NFL rookie season top 15 in which category? We'll tell you in the Cougar Whip Around. And how did Jim or Fredette celebrate the new year? With buckets, of course. We'll tell you how many he got. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to today's guests, Steve Cleveland and Jeff Judkins. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. 58 minutes, uh, but no time. New Year, same shtick for you. Whatever. We had no, the producer said we had If you missed some of today's show, download the podcast or all of today's show. You can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Beginning West Coast Conference play tomorrow night on the road at the University of the Pacific. Thank you. The Cougars are 8-7 and seven after non-conference play. Pacific 10-5. and five. Listen to the game on BYU Radio starting with pregame at 10 Eastern tomorrow night. Jimmer! Fredette scored 34 points with 8 assists, 7 rebounds, and a steal in a 122-109 Shanghai Sharks loss to the Jutai Northeast Tigers. Women's basketball. Looks to extend their four-game winning streak tomorrow night when they host Pepperdine at the Marriott Center. It's a game you can see on BYU TV at 9 Eastern time. The Cougars 10-3 overall, 2-0 in league play. Cougars in the NFL. Four former Cougars are in the NFL playoffs. Taysom Hill, Kyle Van Oy, and Daniel Sorensen all have first-round buys, while Michael Davis and the L.A. Chargers of San Diego take the San Diego Chargers of, of, of L.A. take on the Baltimore Ravens Sunday. Fred Warner wraps up his rookie season with 124 total tackles. Warner not only led the 49ers in tackles, but also finished 12th overall in the league. Fantastic uh, rookie Great season for rookie season. Federico. Let's also acknowledge the fact that Taysom Hill scored a touchdown. 
Kavanoi had a scoop and score. His second touchdown of the, of the season, season after a yes. punt, block, scoop and yep. score. Uh, and then your boy Daniel Sorensen for the Kansas City Chefs. Yes, against had the pick Ben six. Bagley's Raiders. Yeah, I'm not to, sure what, what city Raider they are, but the L.A. Raiders of Oakland, the L.A. Raiders yeah. of Alameda County in Vegas. Who knows next year where they'll be? <laughs> it's time for our rise and shout, which goes to all of the university champions out there. Elizabeth Brady. Congratulations to the university champions today. <laughs> that was last night after the Sugar Bowl. Texas is awarded that. So you combine that with congratulations to the BYU Tigers, who are the university, university cha- champions. I had not seen oh that gosh. last night at all. Had not seen. I wasn't watching the game at the end. So when you retweeted it this morning, that was a hearty. LOL from me this morning. You lolled so hard. <laughs> the voice of the nation, oh, the question of the day is, what is your 2019 BYU Sports New Year's resolution other than remembering the team that you're announcing? At Colonel underscore James 83 on Twitter. Get a job to be able to pay a se- buy a season ticket pass in football. That and watch every episode of BYU Sports Nation. We hope, and, and uh, he visited. We, we met, we met uh, Colonel James. I was gone, my bad. 80- yeah. And hopefully he can buy more than just one ticket. We'd like uh, him to buy like maybe, two. Maybe two. Take some. Um yeah, hopefully you can you can get a job and then you just watch on demand or listen later, you know. If you have it you watch live, great. If not, it's on demand. It's awesome. At Shay Lawrence on Twitter. Who we also met. We're just meeting. We're meeting people. all these great. people. I re- thanks for watching this. I resolved to take my wife to Maui this year for our twenty fifth wedding anniversary. Nice. November 25th through the 27th seems like a good time to go. Ooh. Hashtag Maui Invitational. Or you could go for the bowl game. That's BYU's bowl game. That well. is, yes. Hawaii Bowl. Yeah. I don't know what day. What day is the bowl I'm game? not sure what the bowl game date is, but it would not be November 25th. Hmm. It would be about a month later. Bowl game. In all likelihood. Yeah. Our lead voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years uh, at Jake R. Kemp on Twitter. Help protect Lavelle's house. Ashamed to admit I didn't make it to any home or many home games in 2018. I've started the repentance process and purchased my 2019 season tickets, hoping to bring back what once was a dominant home field advantage. Uh, yeah, Utah, USC, Washington, Boise State. Get your tickets. Going to be fun. The conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN, the show always on demand at BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Ron O'Bard. Joy Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time. It is 2019, people. Woo!